0: It stretched from Ohio to Texas. Carbon monoxide, car crashes, drownings, house fires, and hypothermia. At least 58 died. A little girl walking a frozen pond to collect her dog, only to slip through breaking ice and never return. The blame game runs high in a time like this. The hackles on many Christians rise when climate change is discussed. This we know. Electricity to natural gas plants was cut off. Equipment froze. Millions went without. A heartwarming story. Howard E. Butts, the founder of HEB Grocery, was a Christian. His legacy was on display. No power. Store registers dark. Freezers failed. Instead of turning customers away, checkers simply waved them through. Take your groceries absolutely free. Just go home and try to stay safe. Much different than other corporate grocery stores, who had police guard dumpsters so desperate people couldn't get food. HEB showed us Jesus feed the hungry. When you do, you feed the king himself. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus and a program called Great Stories of Grace. In these next few minutes, I want you to hear the story of a youth pastor's wife in western Michigan. Her name is Kristen Sturk, and her life has never been easy. Diagnosed at an early age with a rare heart condition that should have taken her life, and yet God continues to give her life as a wife and a young mother. This is a story to inspire you. But before we meet Kristen, we still have the book called Gentle and Lowly, The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers. It was written by a young pastor outside Chicago. Dane Ortland is the grandson of my predecessor on this program, the late Ray Ortland. It's his journey through Scripture and the writings of Christians before him that led him to find the heart of Christ. You need this classic book, and we'll send it to you, either in hardback or the audio version read by this pastor for your gift to Haven Today. After the program, visit our website and hear Dane read some of his book or read an excerpt yourself at haventoday.org, haventoday.org, or call us at 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Get ready to be blessed. Now let's open the program before Kristen Stirk, with a song that speaks to all of us in need of God's favor and good grace. Fernando Ortega.
1: When the morning falls on the farthest hill I will sing his name I will praise him still When dark tries. My heart is filled with the weight of doubt I will praise Him still This hill, I will sing his name, I will praise him still. his Hymns
0: of Worship album, Fernando Ortega, and I will praise him still. This is a program on Haven Today called Great Stories of Grace. I'm Charles Morris. Let's go to Zeeland, Michigan, and a time I spent with Kristen Sturk. Welcome, Kristen, for the very first time to Haven Today. Can I use the word pastor's wife for you?
2: Yeah, I would accept that. I okay. wouldn't necessarily think of myself as... A typical pastor's wife well, but definitely a youth pastor's young. wife <laughs> well that's
0: right and your husband is sitting next to you he is a youth pastor and he's praying for us uh, as we talk right now uh, somebody told me your story You've even written your story in a book. And uh, let's just go ahead and get started. You know, God puts us in different situations. I know you were raised in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. All girls?
2: All girls. Oh. I have an older sister and a younger sister. My poor father as oh, a farmer. <laughs> why
0: did I have two boys and only one daughter? You know? <laughs> so, but something happened. You had a problem Uh, that God allowed you to have a physical problem Mm -hmm. growing up. Tell me the physical condition. Let's start there.
2: Yeah. When I was born, I had a congenital heart defect called El Capa. And the way that they found that was I was at a sports physical for basketball I was an avid basketball player at the time I am tall I'm six foot one right and at this basketball physical my family physician heard a heart murmur oh, and when she right. heard that she thought you know what let's get it checked out by a specialist just to make sure there's nothing else going on okay and so I ended up playing that season not really knowing exactly what was going on with my heart hmm Uh, But we did not understand the full extent of what that heart condition meant until I had some further testing done. And after I met with a specialist, he said, Kristen, the only way to heal this problem is through an open heart surgery. And so at 17, I had my first open heart surgery and I had to quit the one thing that I defined my life by. Ah. Basketball, I was so obsessed with it was who I was. I allowed it to control my life. And I God took away the one thing that I defined my life by. How much did the Lord
0: have to do with your life at that point?
2: I would love to say that he was my number one when I was a teenager, but and I grew, yeah, yeah yeah, <laughs> but unfortunately, I kept basketball as my number one. Yeah, I yeah. grew up in the faith, and I had a strong faith. I really believe I did, but I did not understand what it meant to commit my entire life to christ mm. and I allowed basketball to be that commitment until I had that open heart surgery. Mm. And it was while I was doing my recommended laps around a nurse's station mm. in the ICU, pediatric ICU room. Still the
0: basketball player. Still the basketball player.
2: the surgery. <laughs> uh, no, it's just like any other <laughs> surgery. They want you up and out of bed quickly. Nowadays, um, don't but think. while doing those laps, two nurses pulled me aside and said, Kristen, how are you doing so well? And unfortunately, it took me a few seconds to think how I was doing so well, but it dawned on me it was God. God was the reason I was still alive. Statistically speaking, I should have been a statistic in a newspaper and a storyline, but God had kept me alive for a specific purpose, and I realized at that moment, there was a different calling in my life, and it wasn't basketball.
0: You know, it's the whole hard thing to realize when somebody's raised in a Christian home, and and, and that's fewer and fewer people today, but mm. raised in the Christian home. And, um, you, you know, you don't, Lord, am I really a Christian or not? You know, mm-hmm. I believe the Bible. I've read the Bible all my life. I've studied it. Jesus, I may actually be seeing you face to face in the next number of minutes or something here. Wow. Yes. You've actually written a book called A Heartbeat of Grace, and and we'll tell people I really like the subtitle Experiencing More of God Through the Trials and Triumphs in Life. Let's go to a good part of your life. You're sitting next to him right Mm -hmm. now.
2: Yes. How in the world
0: did you guys meet? You know, and and your husband, Dan, here is a youth pastor.
2: Yes. Oh,
0: my goodness, I can imagine what. Times are like over at your house with all the people from young people from the church coming over. How did you guys meet?
2: His parents were directors of a serve um, through Youth Unlimited. It was a Christian mm-hmm. Reformed Church um, ministry, mm-hmm. and during the summer they led different serve projects throughout the nation. And Dan's parents led the one in Benton Harbor, St. Joe area, St. Mm-hmm. Joseph, Michigan. And, Michigan, okay. yes. And I ended up going to one of these serve projects when I was in high school. And at the time, he was the drummer, but he was the drummer that nobody really dared talk <laughs> Sounds to. Like a future and- <laughs> youth pastor
0: to me. A <laughs> <Yes. drummer. laughs>
2: and so I just basically knew who he was. Um, fast forward just a few years, I went to college at Kuiper College in Grand Rapids. And um, my sophomore year, I saw that a guy named Dan Stirk was going to be attending. And I thought, wow, I that recognize that name. It did. Okay. It rang a okay. bell. And I was a resident assistant at the time. And Dan's dad had come up on my floor and said, hey, you should go and talk to my son. And I, I was, I did not date growing up. I was very nervous around boys and mm-hmm. naive. So I hired a wing woman to come with me, and we headed down to dance floor, and we had our first conversation, and really the rest was history. And the so. Lord
0: led you guys to get married.
2: Yes, yep, okay. we got well, married right after college.
0: You got married, and you wanted to have a child, mm-hmm. and then you couldn't. Yes. Why does the Lord let us have ups and then downs, Mm -hmm. but valleys are just part of living the Christian life?
2: After I had my first open heart surgery, the doctors had said they weren't sure the repercussions that would become of this surgery. And at the time, they had said, you know, when it comes to having children we're not sure what that looks like. Mm. So it was always in the back of my mind that I might not be able to have Mm -hmm. my own child. Mm -hmm. And so when Dan and I first started dating, I had to have that conversation with him right away because if he was, what if he wasn't okay with not having his own child? Um, It was just a conversation I never expected to need to have at that age. Mm.
0: And you were what, Um, 18 at this point? We were,
2: I was 19. 19 at
0: this point. Dan, let me draw you at this point. Sometimes a spouse, a future spouse, uh, is so worried about how will the person they love react to something they don't know. And when Kristen told you, I'm not sure I can have a child, what this effect would have on my heart, what were you thinking? Uh, To be
3: honest, I think I was young and naive enough. I didn't really (laughs) fully understand what that meant, but I knew that I... I really liked this girl I had just met and so mm-hmm. I guess in my mind we'll just play this out and you know what? Um I don't need to have kids to be happy in life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. if God has blessed me with this woman that, you know, eventually became my wife, well then that was that was fine. We could do just mm-hmm. fine. And going into youth ministry
0: I figured, you know, we'd have kids You'd around have a lot of kids all around the time you anyway. Anyways, More than you sometimes would bargain for, yes. Yep,
3: yeah, and that uh the wrong hours of the evening and and whatnot um yeah we had lots of kids around all the time it took another
0: turn then you know on how you decided to try and have children then you want to fill us in on that
2: So after I was told it would be too risky to have a child because one of my valves, a mitral valve, was leaking, and they weren't certain that a pregnancy would hold up against this valve, Mm. and there would be a large risk of death. A lot of stress
0: on a heart childbirth, which most of us guys wouldn't even think about or imagine, (laughs) but of course, you had to.
2: And we weren't sure we wanted to lose my life only to gain a life through having a child. Yes. And so... It was a very dark time for me. Um, But meanwhile, I had a very dear friend named Brenda who just began praying for us. She was a lady who I did a Bible study with. She went to the same church as us. She was the mother to two of my really good friends. And she just began praying, God, what is your will for Dan and Kristen with regards Mm -hmm. to children? Mm -hmm. And the more she prayed, the more she heard God telling her to carry a child for us. Mm. And she thought, this is absurd. You know, this is a crazy idea. She was 50.
0: 50 years old. 50
2: right. years old, yes. And so she wasn't certain that this was even I, something I, that is physically possible. Yeah. And yeah. so that's why she thought this just seems crazy. But mm-hmm. the more she pursued it and met with various fertility doctors, mm-hmm. they gave her, a, yeah, she passed with flying colors. And she, her and her husband one night came over to our house and offered. Um, the opportunity for her to carry a child for us. And when they offered this, I laughed, um, Dan laughed, but honestly, I didn't even know what a gestational carrier was.
0: Mm -hmm. But they had done the research on it.
2: They had done all the research. They came in with a full folder of paperwork um, explaining what the process would look like, how we would have to hire a lawyer to adopt the child from them, Mm -hmm. because in Michigan, the person carrying the child is classified as the mother of the child. So we okay. would have had to adopt our own child from her. Right. Uh, and to make a long story short, basically 11 months later, she became pregnant, um, not only with one, but two babies. twins. With twins. Wow. Three weeks after we found out that Brenda was pregnant with twins, we had our first ultrasound to see the baby's heartbeats. Mm-hmm. And while we were standing in that room... I had no idea what an ultrasound was supposed to look like, but I remember looking at that screen and just seeing it completely blank. And mm-hmm. I thought, okay, well that's interesting. And I kept hearing the fertility doctor say, well, let me look over here. Well, let me look over here. And my, mm-hmm. my heart just sank. Mm-hmm. At that moment, mm-hmm. I thought, God, would you really take these babies home? And within the next 30 seconds, it was true. God had taken those babies to their eternal home.
0: Mm-hmm. All of the time, all of the praying, all of the effort, uh, and you're grieving mm-hmm. for two children you never got to meet.
2: Yeah, And I think what was harder, too, was not only us grieving, but the fact that Brenda, our carrier, oh, Brenda had to grieve this and, yes, as well. Even more so because she physically had to go through the process of a miscarriage, which for me was very hard to watch. And she felt guilty and responsible for what had occurred. And it wasn't her fault. It was not her fault. But but, God uh, chose to act that way.
0: Dan, something special happened. Uh, This is almost Sarah and Abraham, although you guys are young. You got some good news then. After a valley and a deeper valley... All was growing up, um, I could never get punished.
3: My my parents would try to punish me, but I'd always turn it around. Well, I never really wanted that anyways. You know, you can't take anything mm-hmm. away from me. And mm-hmm. so uh, when we lost our babies, I kind of, uh, well, I, I never really wanted a kid anyways. You know, just, it just, it, it can't hurt me if I didn't really want it. And, mm. and that's kind of how I just pushed it away. Yes. Um, but then... Uh, we had moved to Minnesota shortly after that, and I started working at a new church. Uh, as a youth pastor. As a youth pastor still, yeah. And uh, I was meeting with our our senior pastor, and he was saying, Dan, I, I think there's a reason for, for hope. Mm. I, I see a, a image in my head of, of hope for you and Kristen to have mm. kids mm. Uh, one day. And, and I was like, oh, man, do I really want to go down that road mm. again? I've had my hopes up before, mm. and... Uh, I, I didn't know if I wanted to go mm. down that road because mm. I knew it would it would hurt. Because when we had lost the two babies, that was we would literally put all of our <laughs> eggs in one basket. You know, that was mm. our one shot mm. of having kids, and I, I didn't see another way of it um, except for God miraculously healing Kristen's heart. Mm. And uh, so we we met with Kristen and our pastor and, and a couple of the elders in the church and prayed over you her prayed yeah we just prayed wow. over her and uh our, our pastor as he had his hand on Kristen's shoulder he said lord at this time next year i pray that these two are holding a little baby of their own and uh we just both kind of started mm. crying this is this is wild you know to think
0: you that don't think happen. of a dutch reformed church <laughs> having a senior pastor praying a prophetic prayer like that but god does put things into our minds yeah. sometimes and turns out he'd probably put that thought into that pastor's mind who was praying for you guys yeah. at and that so point. It
3: was after that it was kind of like
0: no yeah I do. I want to be a
3: dad. I, I just started crying and so we went uh, I think it was just a couple of days after that that we prayed we went to a uh, cardiologist appointment for Kristen and they did a bunch of tests and and uh first so in there with the doctor and she's reading all the results for us and um she's saying yeah your heart is looking pretty good it's it's a lot stronger and um it's not not bad and so i'm kind of looking at this lady and i said I've, I've sat in these appointments
0: for many
3: ma- times. many times and it's always the same story over and over again and but this sounds different so i looked at her and i said well what does that mean for having kids and she looks at us kind of dumbfounded and says well I don't see a problem. What do you mean?
0: Wow. How much after that did you find out you were pregnant then? Two months. (laughs) All right. Tell us about your little girl. (laughs) How old is she today?
2: Our daughter, we named her after the song Amazing Grace, Mm. and her name is Maisie Mm. Grace. (laughs) And she is now four and a half years old. Wow.
0: Wow. What a treasure you've got. And uh, you still have a heart condition. You still need to go and, you know, see a real specialist, specialist Mm -hmm. uh, periodically. Mm -hmm. But you're a young mom. You guys are young parents. And then you've got all those older kids in the youth group that you have to parent and Mm -hmm. nurture spiritually at the same time, too. Through all of this, I want to ask you a question. Kristen, looking back today, looking at your life now. What does Jesus mean to you?
2: Jesus is my hope. Mm -hmm. I have a disease, heart disease, that has no cure. And because of that, it is very easy to lose hope here on earth, Mm -hmm. knowing that it could easily take my life at any moment. Mm -hmm. I have an ICD in my back that can fire off at any moment because I went into cardiac arrest. Mm -hmm. And living with a disease with no cure it reminds me that my citizenship is not here on this earth. I go back to the Heidelberg Catechism question answer number one, what is your only comfort in life Mm. and in death? I am not my own, but belong both body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Amidst all that has happened in my life, Jesus has been my constant Mm. through the waves and the ups and downs of heart disease Mm. and Laying in the ICU, not knowing if I will live to the next day, mm. Jesus has been my constant, and the reason that I walk today, that I live today, and that I'm able to share our story today. And all my prayer is that others will see the power of Christ in each one of us.
0: Mm. Praise God for that. Well, Kristen, it's just been great to be with you and Dan, uh, the Sturks in Zealand. Michigan. Let's just close in prayer. Dan, do you want to close us in prayer? And there's people listening that can identify with what you guys have gone through. Let's pray for them, but let's, you mind praying for all of us to just find more of Christ in our lives? Lord, you are our sovereign
3: Lord, ruler over everything. Uh, Nothing comes as a surprise to you. You knew the number of hairs on our head before we were even born. So, Lord, so many of us are going through trials, tough times, whether it's medical issues or family issues. And, Lord, none of that comes as, as a surprise to you. But, Lord, you're, you're a gracious Father as well. Come to times, Lord, when there's, there's just nothing more we can do in our situation. And, Lord, it's at those times that I pray we would just cling to you and that you would just pour more of your grace out on us. Mm-hmm. We just can't thank you enough for the love that you pour out. Um, mm. Pray f- for anybody who is going through anything tough, Lord, who is living in a time of uncertainty, just worried about what tomorrow will bring. Mm. Um, Lord, I just pray that you would pour out comfort today on those people. Mm. In your name we pray these things. Amen.
0: Kristen, thank you for your vulnerability and uh, sharing with us here in Haven today.
2: Thank you Charles for having us.
0: You're listening to Haven today, and what a great story of grace that we just heard. As this year began, I started personally praying for spiritual revival. A revival of grace in my own heart that would then carry over on this program. Several People had already urged me to start reading a new book by a young pastor, Dane Ortland, called Gentle and Lowly, The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers. As I started reading in January, I realized this would be a classic, that you could only read one chapter at a time. It's that rich. It has become a bestseller in a few very short months. Churches are using it in groups, and people like me are savoring it slowly alone. But it's worth every page. Find out for yourself. But don't take my word for it. Come to our website, haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Listen to Dane read some of the book, or read an excerpt for yourself that we've posted. Make your gift to the ministry, and we'll get you either the hardback or the audio version read by the author. You can also call us for Gentle and Lowly. Our number is 800-654-2836. That's 800 haven As a friend of mine says, read this book and you'll understand God's grace in a whole new way. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow for a great story? As together... We'll share the greatest story. It's all about Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. From the most devout Christian to an atheist, you can't find many people today who don't want peace. Peace on earth. And world peace are two of the most common answers in the Miss America pageant when contestants are asked what they want most. We all want peace. And Jesus made it clear in Matthew 5, 9 that peace doesn't happen randomly. Blessed are the peacemakers, he said, for they will be called children of God. You want peace? Make it. But how? They'll know we are his children by our love. Peace isn't accomplished through violence or combat, it's accomplished through love. Let your light shine and let others praise the Lord, then you will be blessed. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.